Hey, I'm Spencer. And I'm Britton. Since 2011, Buckethead has released 290 albums in his Pike series, and we're going to listen to them. Three at a time. This is Getting Head. Slugs, head getters, friends, and bucket heads. <laughs> this is episode 51. 51, baby. 51 of yeah. Getting Head, a bucket cast. That's half of 102. It is. Yep. Uh, I actually wrote a, do- a joke down for this, but I don't have it right here. But <laughs> let me see if I can ha- uh, remember it from memory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what do we got? Uh, in the uh, early, uh, mid in the mid two thousands, beef between Fifty Cent and mm-hmm. Ja Rule. Uh-huh. Who was the victor? Uh, well, Fifty One. <laughs> Fucking joke! Hey, you son of a bitch! Yeah! Wow! Thanks. Right. Um, yep. uh, wow! We're really thriving today. That's great. Yeah. Uh, we're here. Uh, it's raining outside. It uh, is. It's great uh, to be back. Rainy Seattle. It's finally yeah. fall here. Finally fall, which Finally is really fall. nice. Um, no, not for me. Hate I fall. mean... I like scarves. Hate fall. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, yeah. I got a scarf right here. I, I, I'm a mm. fan of a scarf. Mm-hmm. I'm a fan of a warm drink on a cool day. Yeah. Uh, what I'm not a fan of is being really cold. Yeah, same uh, here. Which, I, it has been kind of cold. Yes, and yeah. we, are, we, we, be, we be skinny boys. Yeah. Like a Slim Jim. Long yeah. boys. Skinny uh-huh. boys. Yeah, yeah. And, Slimothy uh, James. Slimothy James. Uh, yeah. Um... <laughs> Yeah, uh, Slimothy Jamestown. Okay, Slimothy um, Jamestown. All right, massacre. let's get right into it. We got to talk about the new Limp Biscuit song. Um, yeah, because that came out. They Limp Biscuit made Limp a new Biscuit, song. Uh, released it today. Although technically, they kind of released it. They played it uh, at Lollapalooza. Yeah, yeah. Is yeah. their like is the last song when they were just handing out a whole bunch of Limp Biscuit T-shirts, mm-hmm. uh, which I am told uh, were all. Um, uh, printed on um, Gildan, Gildans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. of course they're Gildans. Gildans. Well, I mean, a band shirt. If you get a band shirt, it has like a ninety-six percent chance of being a Gildan and shirt. I, I, I hate that. I will literally, yeah. I will pay like <laughs> twice the amount of money for a shirt. Mm-hmm. If it's like canvas, or Ooh, like, canvas is so nice. Canvas, are not nice. that we're not talking about the material. We're talking about like a, a shirt company called Canvas. Yeah, yeah. Can- it makes some incredible shirts. So mm-hmm. I have a, I have a thou shirt mm-hmm. that is printed on a on a yeah. canvas blank, and yeah. it is the most comfortable shirt it's, I own. It is super so nice. soft super nice. and so nice. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it canvas is are really good. Yeah, uh, the upper echelon like. Uh, um, Anvil ones are actually pretty good. Hanes are pretty good. Yeah. And some of the, um, I have a Hanes one. I have a, a, yeah, I have a long sleeve shirt from a local band called Zoth. Um, Zoth is X O T H. If yeah. you're, if you're listening there, they're a cool tech death band from uh, yeah. Seattle. And, uh, I have a shirt from a long sleeve from them that's printed on a Hanes nice. blank. And it's, it's also one of my favorite yeah. shirts. It's extremely yeah. comfortable. Uh, some fruit yeah. of the looms pretty good. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, there, there's there's some yeah. good shirt brands out there. Uh, yeah. Gildan is everything they make, <laughs> even even their like high tier stuff is fucking garbage. Yeah, and it's like it's like they designed the shirt 
around people who just like don't exist. I've never met <laughs> yeah. anyone that's shaped like a Gildan shirt. Also, Gildan's quality <laughs> control is terrible because every Gildan shirt fits you differently. Yeah. Every single one. Like yeah. there's no, con- there's like barely any consistency to the sizing of well, those shirts. They, they probably just get yeah. them from like a million different factories in the, yeah. in the yeah. fucking like Southeast Asia. Yeah, but like the quality control is so bad. Yeah, <laughs> like, it, it's they're all, not the same. It's all it's fucking like, garbage. It's like, like, look, like Starbucks is kind of garbage, right? But if you go to a Starbucks in Cleveland, Ohio, and you go to a Starbucks in fucking in Japan, it's they're going to taste yeah. exactly the same. Yeah, yeah. You know, but Gildan, no, no. they're not on that level. They're no. they're they're on a, a sad and shitty level, which is terrible. Yeah. Anyways, Limp Bizkit put out a new song. I think it was like yesterday or the day before. I think it was the day before yesterday that it came out. Um, yeah. Anyways, uh, it came out. So, Brit, what do you think? I thought it was pretty good. I mean, yeah. it's uh, you know, it's like a, a very much a hip hop song. You can't you can't hear a ton of influences from like. You know mm. the the string playing members of the band. I mean, well, West Borland's there with the riffs. The riffs he, are, are there. They're, they're there. And they're, they're, they're there. Solid. They're, yeah. And they're cool. They're mm. they're kind of back in the mix though. They're not like the driving force of the song. The driving force of the song is very much just like the underlying beat, and then Fred Durst. Yeah, I mean, what's wild to me about it? I liked it, by the way. I, I thought it was pretty, pretty good. good. Uh, I. The wild thing to me is that it's uh, it sounds exactly like what I would expect a Limp Biscuit song in 2021 to sound like, which is crazy. Because hmm. yeah. like, I heard it and I was like, yeah, this is what you want, really. I guess with Limp Biscuit, there's heavy guitars, there's a uh, like dumb and fun. That's what that's what Limp Biscuit is. It's dumb and fun yeah. together. Yeah, yeah, and like you know they they've um, it seems as though in their music they have <clears> totally. <throat> like eschewed the whole aggressive vibes that they've had and that they've been <sighs> criticized for and have gone more for, I mean, their music's still kind of aggressive, but yeah. like the lyrics, the lyrical content yeah. is non-aggressive now. For sure. And it's very, yeah. it, it, it is aged like Fred Durst has aged and now it's kind of just, you know, like yucking it up and mm-hmm. he, he finds a way to find the balance between still having the same kind of attitude and rhythms of their former material but now it just doesn't have the same violence to it, I guess. Sure. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it remains to be seen. We haven't heard the full record. True. Right. True. But I like what I'm hearing so far. It's not bad. Yeah. Why are we talking about uh, about Limp Bizkit? Well, because Limp Bizkit's important. Honestly, here's the thing, though. <clears throat> I don't think it is that much different from their previous record released in 2012 golden cobra it is not that different no it's not that different although that record fell flat as fuck no Mm -hmm. one like liked it or listened to it Mm -hmm. but it's kind of the same thing it could have been a track on that that they just never released and uh it it could be like maybe yeah maybe it could be a track from stampede of the disco elephants but it could have it could be we don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. But I'm actually, I have something I've been very excited to talk to you yeah, about. What's um, and I texted you a little bit about this earlier. I was like, Brit, don't look at my Instagram stories. I'm working on something to talk to you about because yeah. <clears throat> we had a conversation the other day, a conversation that got me thinking. Okay. It got me pondering a very, very important topic. Mm-hmm. And that is who is goth? Okay. So, so I saw your first one in uh-huh, this in the series uh-huh. and I answered it. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. So I asked uh my followers on the internet mm-hmm. um a series of questions. And by series I mean two different questions. Yes. The first question and the first game that we're going to play mm-hmm. is goth 
or not goth. Okay. So I'm going to give you the subject matter that I I I gave to in- Instagram, and you mm-hmm. you need to guess, Britt. Okay. Did the internet say that this is goth or not goth? So here's the thing. Here's what's going to make this very difficult. <laughs> is you're probably going to be talking about a lot of different artists that the artists themselves, the the persons behind <laughs> the artists, are goth. However, so, their music is not. Sure. Well, I mean, so that's the case for some of these artists. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and some of these artists are not in any way goth at all. Mm. I'm just asking. Yeah. Do What does the internet think? Yeah. Fair. Right? Fair. Because uh, I want to know. I mm-hmm. want to know what the people think about this stuff right okay um but you're right it is a complex question it there's is. a lot it is. there's a lot of variables right but you know we're just gonna roll with it we're gonna see right. what happens okay um <clears throat> one second here okay so the very first one that I asked the internet and really what sets the tone for the whole vibe here mm-hmm. um goth or not goth marilyn manson it's an interesting question. What do you think? The, what do you think the internet said? Oh, the internet definitely said Marilyn Manson's goth. The internet said you're incorrect. Really? Not goth. One seventy-one to twenty-nine percent. No shit. Yeah. Okay, so apparently uh-huh. you were fi- followed by a lot of goths <laughs> like me who are like not not really <clears throat> goth. Like I I wouldn't consider him so. So let's let's do two things. Uh What the internet thought and what I think. Okay. Okay. What do you think? Well, definitely not. No. Okay. Sounds good. Uh, We're going to move on. Mm. Uh, There's a lot. Well, yeah, yeah, there's kind of a lot of these. We're going to go kind of quick. Okay. Uh, Next up, Depeche Mode. Depeche Mode. What I think. No, no, no. Oh, okay. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, Depeche Mode. What I think. What the internet. uh, Yes. What the internet thinks. Yes. You are correct. Mm Mm-hmm. Depeche Mode, 78 mm-hmm. to 22%. Yeah, and so a lot of gatekeepers think they're just, like, goth tangential, but nah. they are so formative. They're so essential. And they are they are essential to every single goth night playlist I've ever been to. Yeah. So I'm afraid. Uh-huh. And also, like, come on. Like, EBM wouldn't be a thing if it wasn't for Depeche Mode. So Straight many up. EBM Straight are just trying to be yeah. Depeche Mode. Yeah. You're like, exactly. come on. Yeah. Come on. And come like, on. Yeah, like, you want to compare, like, how many people have like gotten people to goth through Depeche Mode? Oh yeah, versus Susie and the Banshees, <clears throat> who are legitimately goth. Yeah, they are. But, but Depeche Mode is—I think they're more influential to like what the genre became yeah. in the '90s and beyond. Yeah. They're 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 like yeah, K K uh, KFM uh, KMFDM. And there you go. Kind of kind of like that. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Uh, next up, Corn. Corn. Internet says they're not goth. I think they are. Borderline goth. Not, I think but they're not. borderline goth they're, they're, too. But they're not. I'll be but honest. They're not. I, they're not. I'm gonna say no. no they're not. No and they're no. Not. Yeah. But I think they're borderline. Yeah. yeah. I also don't think that they are goth, mm. but uh, I do think that they're almost goth. They're good. I mean, if yeah, if you're like, if you put them in a goth playlist, one of their songs, I'm yeah. not gonna be like no. Depending on the song, I don't think anybody would be like no. Like yeah. that's the thing. They're one of those bands that like people who are goth like a lot yeah. of people who are yeah. goth like 100. Yeah. You know. So, I don't know. Anyways, internet says no, not goth. 21% yep. to 79%. Interesting. Same ratio as Marilyn Manson, yeah? Uh, no. Or was that 29 Actually, it's not the same as any of the ones so far. Okay. Um, next up, Death in June. Death in June. Uh, definitely not. 
Mm-hmm. What do you think the internet said? Goth or not goth? I'm going to say it was kind of close probably, but I'm going to say it was a no. Uh, wrong. Really? Uh, the internet, the internet overwhelmingly says 76% really? goth. Okay. That is something <laughs> death in June. No one in the goth community really embraces that unless they're a racist. <laughs> they, they did play gothic rock in the eighties, but they've been neo folk for 30 some years. Like what the fuck is neo folk? Is that just like a dude with an acoustic guitar and somebody hitting bones together? Is that, that kind of shit? It, it's, uh, it's that, but honestly, like, so a lot of it is that, or like, um, you know, now neo folk is kind of like a lot of like one guy with a sampler and then uh, another guy with acoustic guitar. Okay. Yeah. It's, there still could be bone samples. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Lots, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So you're, you're, you're not, not you're not saying not bone samples couldn't exist. Oh, uh, no, no. Okay. It's, it's just right. like now neo folk has moved on to sampling bones instead of these. Because <laughs> they're like, physical I bones, keep on yeah. breaking my fuck. I don't have enough uh, money for bones for this tour. <laughs> so we should just get a fucking pad or something. Yeah. Man. I mean, Trigger that makes sense. Bones. That's yeah. logical. Trigger the bones. Wow. Uh, that's the name of the episode. <laughs> trigger, trigger the bones. <laughs> Why are we here? Because we're here. Trigger the bones. <laughs> trigger the bones. Oh, this is cursed. You're, there's nothing more cursed than your Russian president. Okay, next up, is, <laughs> next up is one that I think is really important, mm-hmm. um, and that is the store hot topic. A hundred percent goth. Uh, if if it if there are less than a hundred percent people saying yes. They are gatekeeping <laughs> bitches, and they are not part of my goth scene. All right, so you're saying the internet said hot topic is goth? Is I'm gonna saying? say that uh, I'm gonna say it was pretty split. God, the thing is, <laughs> I don't I don't know your followers exactly. Like I know what my followers yeah. would say. <clears throat> I'm gonna say it's pretty split, but it's gonna be no. The internet says hot topic is not goth. To what? What's uh, the ratio? Thirty nine to sixty one percent. Okay, I thought it'd be a little bit closer, but yeah, that's about right. I, I think that that, I, I think personally, I, I thought think it would be like a 55 I, to 45. Yeah, I think the internet's wrong. I think Hot Topic is goth as fuck. Hot Topic and is the goth. Like, so here's the thing. Here's the thing. I don't care what the gatekeepers say. Hot Topic is entry-level goth, mm-hmm. and it's essential for that. And straight up, like, and like where, so many people get exposed to, like, sub-genres because of that place. Like, and, and honestly, where, it's important. where the fuck did you buy your cyber goth stuff in 2001? Yeah. Before the internet was a big mm-hmm. thing to buy. Uh-huh. Like, you, seriously. Yeah. You, you bought all of your original goth stuff. If you're an old school goth gatekeeper <laughs> who's saying it's not, <laughs> those motherfuckers on your, like, 32 to 40 <laughs> fucking demographic, you sons of bitches, <laughs> it's goddamn goth and I will yeah. fight you. I should have asked about Spencer's gifts. I didn't even oh, think. Oh, Spencer's yeah. gifts. We'll, we'll, we'll have to do a, a round two. We'll yeah, have to yeah. do a goth or not goth round two I, next week. Okay, I'm, I'm um, totally okay with that. <laughs> uh, okay, so next up, Cradle of Filth. Ooh, the internet is going to say no, and I say no, but they are goth tangential, definitely. Um, you're correct. Internet says not goth, 55 to 45%. I, I say... pretty close. It, it, I, uh, I'd, say that's, I'd say that's a decent ratio, yeah, goth to not goth. I mean, like, it's, it's one of the more controversial ones, <laughs> and like I can see why. And, um, and also, I can I can see a valid argument for either right. answer for that one. Like, like, and what's more goth than the Jesus is a c word shirt? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty wow, pretty goth. Yeah, it's pretty pretty fucking goth. Okay, yeah. uh, the xenomorph from Aliens. Ninety percent goth. <laughs> you're not. You're very close. Eighty-one percent goth. That's a super goth thing. <laughs> 
Like, I mean, like the whole, <laughs> at least the first alien movie is so fucking goth. It's unreal. Pretty, pretty fucking goth. I, w- I would also agree. Um, next up, we have Danny Elfman from Oingo Boingo. <sighs> Proto goth, but no. Uh, incorrect. Um, and Oingo Boingo is goth as fuck. Danny Elfman is also goth Proto-goth. as fuck. Proto goth. Proto goth. Very proto goth. Brit, he wrote and sang the music in fucking Nightmare Before Christmas. Are you going to tell me there is something more goth than that? Yeah, there's a lot more things goth than Nightmare Before Christmas. I don't think so. Nightmare Before Christmas is, I mean, that's the most mall goth thing you can possibly be. I mean, like, I have never met a goth that was not, like, at least a little bit of a simp for for Nightmare Before Christmas. Really? Yeah. I think it's fine. I don't. I don't simp that movie at all. Yeah, but you're late stage goth. You weren't goth when you were like a teenager. That's that. that you is became true. a goth as an That's adult. That's true. I yeah. I so grew, I, I grew into my goth. If you were a goth in when that movie came out, you would still have a. You would still simp for it. Yeah, but like, I mean, how many like nine year old goths are there? Like, come on, I wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Nine um, year old goths only <laughs> exist in sitcoms. Oh yeah! Oh, that's sick. Right. I like the idea of a child goth. I, th- I feel like there's really been good. like lots. Oh, of Oh, I guess with Wednesday Adams is the most child goth I can think of. Yeah, Wednesday um, Adams is sick. Next up, Captain Jack Sparrow. Who? <laughs> that's that's difficult because like his makeup is one thousand percent goth. It's extremely goth. Yeah. So I'm gonna say the the ratio is gonna be. Uh, about split between your female slash homosexual followers <laughs> and not because if you're into makeup, you're going to be like goth. Um, if you're a makeup goth, if you're a, if you're a sparkle goth, you're going to say yes. <laughs> that's going to be, I'm going to say that's going to be a no, uh, 35 to 65. Uh, not far off 29 to 71. Mm-hmm. Internet says no, not yeah. goth. I mean, definitely border ish, but not goth. It's definitely not goth. Yeah, yeah. I great, would say I would say not goth, but it's it's definitely one of those ones. Though. Definitely one of those ones that's like on the spectrum. If I he think. was all in yeah. black with that makeup, one hundred percent. Yeah, one hundred percent. Totally. Like yeah, there would have yeah, been an early yeah. like uh, goth renaissance. Totally. If, if, I, yeah, if, if they he had was all made him more goth, like they could have. They could have. But Tim Burton didn't direct the film, so <clears throat> exactly. If exactly. Tim, oh god, if Tim Burton directed one of the Pirates of the Caribbean, it would be very. I would goth, actually yeah. be on board. With You'd that. be a pirate goth. Possibly. I have the accessories. Yeah, you could be one. Next up, Health, the band. 100%. I mean, not not 100%. <laughs> uh, I'd say yes, 70 to 30. Um, yes, mm-hmm. 58 to 42. Closer than I thought. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. they're, they're one of those bands that, like, I mean, basically only people who listen to other goth music listen to. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Like it, I think that that's why a lot of people was were like yeah, mm, um, but that's it, one of the ones I was curious about because like I just I don't know I don't know what the people are gonna say about that right and you know and like honestly like there's a lot of um, similarities between like them and Youth Code mm-hmm. but everyone considers Youth Code goth and I don't know why huh okay all yeah. right uh, next up Immortal the band oh, that's hard. <laughs> I mean, I black metal is not goth. I know it's not, but the, you look at their look and you're like, "Oh, their look is so goth." Because like, they're the the thing about them is <laughs> they are camp black metal. Indeed, yeah, and that's why I chose and, that band. And yeah. the fundamental difference between black metal and goth is taking yourself way too seriously. <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, you're not wrong. <laughs> yeah, and so like, and they don't take themselves seriously. So they are definitely like on the borders of goth. They're uh, one definitely. of the cooler, dumber black metal bands. Oh, uh, Abbott is amazing, and yeah. I saw him. Mm. You did you go with me to that show? I didn't know. Oh my god, dude, he was so good, and he was so like campy on stage. He was just like making goofy faces and like being yeah. a goofball well, the whole he's, time. He's one and, of those professionals where he like he knows what he's doing so well mm-hmm. to where he can just like fuck off. And he was just like dancing around, yeah. like just being a goof, and mm-hmm. he was amazing. Like yeah. it was a really fun show. They were his band was really good. They were awesome. Yeah, um, um, I'm gonna say it was. Uh, it's gonna be a no, but it's mm-hmm. gonna be pretty close, sixty forty. Uh, yeah, you're pretty close. It was. Uh, it was a no. Mm-hmm. Internet says not goth, but. 43 to 57. That's about what I thought, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, next up, Ministry. Yeah, Ministry's goth, 100%. That's what I, I think, too. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, that's what I think. Uh, I think internet probably says, it's going to be kind of close, but yes, 60-40. Very close. Um, 55 to 45. This was actually probably, that's I think, the- really close. This, I think was this, this was the most controversial that's one here. That's surprising, honestly. I, I know, like, yeah. I, I feel like you might get a similar ratio if you put up either Nine Inch Nails or like Death Grips or something that's like- I almost put up Death Grips. I didn't. I'll save mm. that for round two. Mm. But yeah, that was one of the ones I, yeah. I, I saved a, a picture of the band and I was mm. going to put that one up and I was like, eh, maybe yeah. next time. Uh, but yeah, that, that, I'm really curious to see about that one. But yeah, um, I think Ministry's goth. Uh, the goth girl from NCIS. <laughs> One hundred. If if it's less than a hundred percent, you need to go through every single one of those motherfuckers and block them. Block them because she is the goth. Yeah, yeah. yeah she, she she invented is goth. The goth. Yeah. Capital T. Capital H. Capital goth. All right. Yeah, she invented goth. Uh, so yeah, yeah you're so, hearing it here now. The uh, goth canon invented by the I'm, girl I'm from NCIS. Guess you have like 20% of people who voted on this who have no idea what you're, they're talking about and said no. But it's going to be an 80-20. <laughs> it's going to be... So, yeah, a little bit more contentious than that. 62 to 38. Okay, 38%. <laughs> I'm going to walk out of here. I'm straight up. I can't take this, Doc. Like, uh, are, you, are you fucking kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> Uh, it gets a little bit more interesting, so we have a bit more to go through there's here. Nothing, uh, there's nothing more interesting and disappointing than that. Uh, you, it I remains am to be seen. Furious. <laughs> I mean, I also They agree. will feel the <laughs> fucking fury. <laughs> uh, next up, type O negative. Yeah, type O negative is goth. Definitely. 100% uh-huh. of the women who voted said yes, yes. because yes. 100% uh-huh. of women uh-huh. want Peter Steele's cock uh-huh. because he has that real goth cock. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 100% goth cock. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> That's the name of the episode, definitely. <laughs> um, I'm going to say, uh, oh God, I was so surprised by the goth girl from NCIS. So I'm going to say, it's got to be around there, like 65 or 70 to 30 or 35. Yes. Um, I mean, partially correct. Mm. Internet says yes. Goth, 81 to 19. Really strong. More so yeah. than, than I think, the goth girl so, from NCIS? One thing I will tell you this. This one is the most, the biggest landslide of any really? of them so far. Interesting. Oh, I'm, actually, I take that back. This is the biggest landslide outside of one other one. Okay. Uh, but anyways, up next... Um, we, uh, lastly, as far as the goth or not goth, Travis Barker. Travis Barker is definitely not goth. <laughs> I'm going to say the internet, 
doesn't think he's goth. And for some reason, it's going to be a dumb ratio. Like only he's going to lose by only like 10%. It's going to be like 40 to 60. Incorrect. Internet says not goth 81 to 19%. Oh, thank God. Okay. <laughs> so, wow. The same ratio of people who think Peter Steele is goth. Correct. Interesting. It's probably all the same people that voted exactly the same on that yeah, one. They're, they're, so yeah, 21. Anyone who like listens to typo negative is going to look at Travis Barker and say no. Yes. And going to um, look at Peter Steele's cock and be like, yes, slurp. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I asked the internet internet a follow up question, okay. and that is, who is more goth? Oh, interesting. Between two different people, we're going to get this started with Al Jorgensen from Ministry or Captain Jack Sparrow. Uncle Al versus Captain Jack. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest, like. Captain Jack is definitely stylized after Uncle Al, right? Uncle That's Al has been dressing like yeah, that totally. since like the late eighties. <laughs> uh, definitely Uncle Al. Yes, uh, and it's going to be sixty to forty. Uh, no, 70, 73 to to uh, twenty seven. Okay, uh, but yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. I agree. Uh, who is more goth? Goth girl from NCIS or Jack Skellington? Who? I know that's a humdinger. Because Jack Skellington I got a himself, lo- yeah, is like I mean that's that's goth royalty right there. I mean, not no, he's no like um, you know, fucking uh, uh, Gomez Adams. Oh yeah, yeah. But yeah. Gomez true. Adams is the gothest motherfucker of all time. He's incredibly goth. Yes. Um, but I'm gonna I'm gonna say who. So this one was the one that I got the most like messages mm. from of people being like, "Holy shit, I don't know what to pick here." Yeah. Uh, it, it's going to be close, uh, but I'm going to say uh, the internet voted Jack Skellington 58 to 42. Uh, you're almost exactly correct. Yes, mm-hmm. Jack Skellington is more goth, 60-40, even split. I, I disagree, fundamentally. Yeah, I disagree too. I would say goth girl from NCIS, personally. Dude, Jack Skellington doesn't own a single fucking pair of Demonia boots. I know, right? Yeah. Which makes right? him less goth. So much less. Like, so much less goth. Ah, yikes. Yeah. Yes. So much less goth. Yes. Uh, so I agree. Uh, is also somebody uh, in the message request got mad at me for constantly referring to her as goth girl from NCIS and said, her name, name is, is Abby. Abby. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I, I I'm know. definitely not uh, responding uh, to I that. I was comment. actually thinking of actually like <laughs> mentioning her name, but I'm like, no, she is goth girl from NCIS is her pronoun. Exactly. That's her pronoun. She, yes. It's not she, her. It's goth girl from NCIS. It's goth girl slash NCIS <laughs> right there. In the, it's in her profile. That, 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 that actually might be the name of the episode. Goth girl. My pronouns are goth girl slash NCIS. <laughs> uh, it's beautiful. Uh, all right. Next up. Who is more goth? Mm-hmm. Mortis or Sephiroth from Final Fantasy? <laughs> wow. Honestly... <laughs> This Honestly. one was like definitely a, another close yeah, one for yeah. sure. Um, <sighs> <laughs> Dude, that's too hard. I'm going to go with <laughs> The internet probably said Mortis by a slim margin, but I think it's Sephiroth. Yeah, you're correct. Yeah. yeah. So it was a uh, 59 to 41. Uh one of the more contentious ones for yeah. sure. Yeah. Sephiroth it, it was yeah, just just slightly Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Who is more goth? Carrie King or Violent J? Definitely Violent J. Definitely. And that's, Violent uh, J, yes. that's what the internet says by a pretty big uh, margin. I'd yeah. Say. Agreed. Uh, 34 yeah. to 66%. Yep. Yeah. Who is more goth? Nick Cave or Daniel Filth? 
Dan- Danny Phil. Yes, Danny Daniel, Phil. Daniel, Daniel Phil. Daniel Phil. Dan- Dan- <laughs> Daniel Filthy McNasty. Um, uh, yes. Uh, I'm sorry, wait, who was the first one again? Nick Cave or Danny oh, Phil. Uh, uh, Nick Cave by a pretty large margin. Agreed, yeah, 74 to 26. Yeah, Nick, Nick Cave, I mean, like, the birthday party is, like, proto-goth royalty. Yes, indeed. Uh, big, um, big recommend. Y'all should listen to them and watch their videos. They have a bassist who uh, dresses up like a gay cowboy. That rocks. Like they um, have a their bassist is just like a misplaced member of the village people, and it's amazing. <laughs> That's wonderful. Uh, speaking of goth royalty, mm-hmm. whoa, that was a big one. Mm-hmm. Who is more goth, Chino Moreno, the singer from Deftones, no, or Aaliyah from Queen of the Damned? that's pretty difficult (laughs) i'm gonna say i mean Aaliyah from queen of the damned is personally Mm -hmm. your followers are gonna say chino by like a 65 35 margin uh almost exactly correct except in the inverse really everybody says Aaliyah 67 percent over or sorry 63 percent over chino 37 okay okay i agree with that i agree with that ratio um okay okay all right now who is more goth joker 2019 oh or joker 2018 (laughs) or sorry uh 2008 joker 2008 versus joker 2019 wait 2019's leto right no, no, no. It was that 2017. So, yeah. The, so, 2019. Yeah. Oh, no, no. Sorry, okay. So, so it's Joaquin, Joaquin, Joaquin. Phoenix, Joaquin Phoenix Joker or Heath Ledger Joker. Who is more goth? Oh, that's difficult. Um, I know. I know. Oh, it's it's actually... it's No, no. It's actually not that difficult. Uh, Joaquin Phoenix is a lot more goth. However, however, you miss the most goth of them all. I... Jared Leto is by far the gothest I know of we're, any Joker. We're, we're not Cesar ta- Romero. Cesar Romero's close. Cesar Romero's very. Close. And actually, you know, yeah. I I I I couldn't make the case that Nicholson is also a pretty goth Joker. <laughs> um, I mean, he's more of a pastel goth, but yeah, I can I can yeah, make the yeah, pastel goth yeah. case for for uh-huh. Nicholson Joker. <laughs> um, I, I'm gonna say the internet said the internet actually probably went. Uh, opposite me and uh, went for fucking the dead dude. <laughs> uh, Heath so, Ledger. Heath Ledger. So you're correct. Yeah. 68 to 32 percent. That's wrong. Heath, uh, That's Heath wrong. Ledger Joker dude, is fucking, more goth. What's more goth than sleeping in your refrigerator? I don't. Straight up. A, I can't Straight argue up. with that. You can. That's the only scene I have seen from that film, and like I can say for sure, it is super goth. That's the most goth when he thing sleeps that's in the fridge in any superhero <laughs> related film ever. Extremely goth. Ever. I feel I feel very seen by that. Uh, yeah. And speaking of seen by that, uh, this is the last who is more goth, uh-huh. and it is one that brings me a lot of joy. Um, yeah. Who's more goth? Papa Emeritus, the vocalist from Ghost. Or Papa John. <laughs> uh, well, here's the thing. There no longer is a Papa John because he lost custody. So it's just John now. So John or uh, honestly, you you found the two least goth motherfuckers in the universe. 
Uh, I'm very proud of I'm this I'm actually going to say Papa John by a slim margin. Uh, so, Papa John by a landslide. Really? <laughs> <It's> wow. actually... <laughs> I, I actually I agree with that. I, 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 that one brought me a lot of joy. Like, yeah. a lot of people were like, this is just too good. Yeah. <laughs> like, this ghost... I mean, if you're listening to Ghost and you're not listening to, like, Merciful Fate or King Diamond, you're wasting your fucking time. I know, right? You're like, doing what the are you wrong doing? thing. Yeah. Everybody that pitches me on Ghost, I'm like, dude, just go listen to fucking Merciful Fate, man. Someone like, already did it better and cooler and is still out there doing yeah. it better and cooler, and yeah. they're, like, 65 years old. Exactly. Like, exactly. Fucking, yeah. Like, no, like nothing... Nothing in Ghost has ever done has ever been as cool as one Andy LaRoque solo. Ah, that's ever. So, that's beautiful. Yeah, ever. That, that, yeah. No, I completely agree. It's, I completely agree. Yeah. yeah. Somebody dropped Andy like Andy LaRoque in the comment sections of one of my memes, and I was like, "Oh, this, yeah, this you're is my a real, now. real motherfucker We're right here." Now. That rocks. Uh, okay, <clears throat> one more. Okay, one more. Okay. We're ending this. Goth. Or not goth. Mm-hmm. Buckethead. Who? Who? <laughs> I think Buckethead is goth as fuck. Agreed. Uh, Buckethead is 85% goth to me. Mm-hmm. The internet said he's 65% goth. Internet says Buckethead is goth. Yeah, they do. What's the 52 more? to 48%. <laughs> the most controversial one. Wow. Yes. No, Buckethead's goth. Yeah, Bucket, wait, Buckethead. you heard it here. It is now canon. Yeah. Buckethead is goth. Yeah. Buckethead is so goth. Hell yeah. Like, who who has more foundation on than someone that's just wearing a straight up white mask? That's yeah. the gothest shit you can do. It's pretty fucking goth. Super goth. Yeah, goth all the time. Especially when he has the white bucket, too. Mm-hmm. Very goth. Super goth. And yeah. when he's wearing the, like the, the fucking full body uh, coveralls, mm-hmm. goth. So goth. Industrial goth. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, speaking of Buckethead, yeah. can you hit us with a bucket fact? I would love to hit you with a bucket fact. Bucket fact, bucket fact, bucket fact, bucket fact, bucket fact, bucket fact, All right, today we are going to go over the history of Buckethead and the number 13. Oh, okay. As we know, uh, 13 shows up um, a lot in Buckethead albums, especially the Pikes. Mm-hmm. Um, in that uh, May 13th is his birthday. He's a big fan of Friday the 13th. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's in the corner of every single Pike, uh, except for, mm-hmm. you know, like Pike 13. Yeah, it's a 13 cents, right? Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Thir- uh, every single Buckethead Pike says it's 13 cents on the cover. Mm-hmm. Even though he's never sold them for thirteen cents, <laughs> that, so, that is true. Yeah, yeah, which is fine. That's fine. It's fine. fine. You get a pass for that because you're goth. Yeah, yeah straight up. Goth, goth pass. Yeah, that's like it's a <laughs> it's a lesser race card. It's, yeah, he gets the goth pass. He can call someone else goth. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there he goes. Yeah. He's allowed to decide who is goth. That's what the goth pass is. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Um, but uh, so thirteen appears in a ton of his albums in a ton of different ways. So I'm just going to go through them as quick as I can. You can ask questions if you want, but I might not stop for you. Okay. All right. Colma has 13 songs. Monsters and Robots, uh, the original has 12 songs, but the Japanese version has 13 tracks. Um, Coincidentally, the Japanese additional song, track 13, is called Remote Viewer Number 13. Oh. Uh, 
on the album Funnel Weaver in the liner notes, it says it is part of Buckethead Land's 13th anniversary celebration. Uh, Electric Tears has 13 songs mm-hmm. on the album Buckethead Land 2. Um, the first track, Welcome, is exactly 13 seconds. The liner notes also mention it is the 13th anniversary of Buckethead Land. Mm-hmm. The number 13 appears on the back side of the album on Buckethead's face and also on the left side of his face. Mm-hmm. On Island of Mines, the album is 13 tracks and the CD artwork has 1313 printed on it. On Kaleidoscalp, the album is 13 tracks, uh, even though there is one last secret song on track 13. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, on The Elephant Man Alarm Clock, uh, the album has 13 tracks. In In Search of The, the box set contains 13 CDs. Pepper's Ghost has 13 songs. Acoustic Shards was announced on May 13th, Buckethead's birthday, and released on the 31st, which is in Inverted oh, 13. But I like that. That's, I don't that's know kind of that inter- that's a, a bit one. of a stretch, but it's kind of interesting. Yeah, yeah. Um, Decoding the Tomb of Banshee Bot mm-hmm. has 13 songs. Mm-hmm. Um, the album From the Coop was announced on February 13th. Albino Slug has 13 tracks. Slaughterhouse on the Prairie has 13 tracks. A Real Diamond in the Rough, mm-hmm. uh, the mm-hmm. album with a touch of Big D on it, has 13 songs. Mm-hmm. Uh, album Forensic Follies has 13 tra- uh, tracks, and the CD cover has several number 13s uh, on the inside white section of the cover. Mm-hmm. Uh, Needle in a Slung Stack has 13 tracks. And, of course, 13 is in the corner of every single bike. Wow. Buckethead was also born on the 13th, and so people celebrate Buckethead Day on every single Friday the 13th. I love that. And that's the history, so far, of Buckethead and the number... 13. We listened to three more Pikes this week. We did indeed. Pikes 151, 152, and 153. Fog Gardens, Carnival Cutouts, and Whisper Track. Yeah. Respectively. Yeah. Yeah. What a what a tour de force. Uh yeah. It was a tour de shred. Really. Yeah. A lot of a lot of shredding this week. Full we're back shred. to shredding. We um, are we are back to three consistently shred albums. I'd say. Yeah, but they're they're still like Funky, like a lot of these. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so, Pike 151, mm-hmm. um, very funky. Like a lot of like stuff that makes me. It's like bum ba bum ba bum ba bum 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 ba bum. It's like that kind of stuff. Yeah, a lot of that. Uh, uh, but I, with a lot of like shredding over it. Uh, the first uh, first two tracks, first half of the album, <clears throat> actually more than half, um, yeah. especially since the second song was 19 minutes long. Second song, the title track, is mm-hmm. the best song on the record, yeah, though. Yeah, like uh, it's the, the most diverse, it's the yeah. most interesting, mm-hmm. and it's, it was definitely my probably my favorite overall song mm-hmm. of the three we listened to this week. Yeah, um, I think that, that really is. It's like it's very it's a like peak buckethead. It's just like him being weird. Doing mm. each a little bit of each of the things that he likes, it's yeah. it's fun. Uh, yeah, uh, I I mostly agree with that. Uh, the last two tracks on the album uh, kind of switched up the mood a bit. Yeah, they were much more like stadium rockers, and they were much simpler songs. Yeah, too. Much more like yeah, uh, sounds like they could be like GNR throwaway songs. They really do. That's yeah. that was one of the first. Yeah, that was one of the first things I thought about, mm-hmm. and I was not as big a fan of those songs as I was the the first two. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, you know, uh, a, overall a pretty good album. Um, 
first two tracks, definitely the best. Uh, I actually think I liked uh, the first track, uh, Ice Eclipse, a little bit more than Fog Gardens. Yeah. Because Fog Gardens was just like 19 minutes long. And although mm-hmm. it was a fairly diverse song, like it's really hard to get me to fucking care about 19 minutes of continuous music. Unless you like just split it up into five seamless tracks and then I for some reason I can fucking follow that um, (laughs) I think you're paying too close attention I was taking a shower when I was listening to it and I was just like kind of I was just kind of grooving. Oh, no, I, I like, actually, I sit there and like actually take like pretty meticulous notes on the music and what I liked about it and didn't like. And then, I, well, I was taking notes too because like I had my phone right there and I was like tapping out some stuff in the notes, set the phone down and then like scrub, scrub a dub. You know, it's it's yeah. it was time for my weekly shower. I only take a shower once a week. I realized this. That's we disgusting. About this? <laughs> Don't. That's gross, dude. Especially since you wear like the same shirt like two or three days in a row. Like... Two or three days. Yeah. <laughs> oh, those, no. are, those are rookie numbers, that, dude. Was that, was that a very conservative estimate? <laughs> uh, Brit, the, the shirt that I wear at work, the oh. shirt that's like my uniform, yeah. um, I wear that shirt five days a week for, um, for 40 hours. Mm-hmm. Um, and I... The last time I washed, I only have one. I, they give you three, but I lost the other two. So I only have one. Cool. And... Uh, the last time I washed that, I want to say it was maybe six months ago. Can you can just ask for new ones? I don't. Think I have, care. and they they won't give me more. Cool. It, it sucks. Awesome. <laughs> don't you love working for like an incredibly rich company? They they actually will give me more. I just have to bother <laughs> them more about it. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, it's a problem. I want to wash it, but the thing is, is if I wash it, mm-hmm. like. I have to remember that I'm washing it because I can't like wake up in the morning and, you know, have forgotten to put it in the dryer. Cause then like, I, I won't have a fucking uniform for work. So it's, it's just stressful, you know? And it's like, uh, I don't I like, like the you're... responsibility of having to like, remember to put it in the fucking dryer. I like, I like how your big hang up here is like, I can't wash my shirt because I can't remember to do how to do laundry. <laughs> Yes, exactly. The, the, the process of laundry of a three-step process. <laughs> a, you take the clothes uh-huh. to the to the wash. To the wash, yeah. You, you put you put them in the wash. You put the stuff in there. Yeah. yeah. You turn it on. I mean that that that's all the same step. That's okay. Sure. Yeah. And the second step is putting in the dryer. You got to put it in the dryer. And then the yeah. third one is taking it out of the dryer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Literally, but, just three but, things. But 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 yeah. there are things that can go wrong. Okay, so th- you need to understand a couple of things. Uh-huh. Firstly. My building, the way that it works is the laundry room is at the bottom of the building, right? Two floors. I have to, I have to go all the way downstairs, two, two and then floors. I have to go outside. Okay. And then I have to go down the stairs uh-huh. and then go into the laundry room. It's uh-huh. a whole thing. I have to walk outside to get to the laundry room. It's terrible, especially so when it, it's cold out. Okay. But, but that's fine. It's uh-huh. fine. Uh-huh. Here's the problem, yeah. right? Sometimes the washing machine, there's something wrong with it. Sometimes the washing machine won't complete a cycle. So you turn it on and you do it and it'll just stop some point during the spin cycle and just Mm. be filled with water. Yuck. And then you go down there and you just have to start it again. Okay. So that's the thing that can go wrong, right? That can interrupt the flow. Mm -hmm. The other thing is like if you film... Okay, I know this because I hate doing laundry so like I don't want to do two loads when I could do one. But if you if you fill up the dryer too full... So then you're the opposite of Metallica. (laughs) (laughs) They did two loads. (laughs) Uh, yeah, they they did two loads. That's great. Uh, so did I last night. Um, okay, so if you fill up the dryer too full, it doesn't dry. Like it doesn't. 
and then you have to run it again. So then, like, mm-hmm. that's when you run into the circumstance of, like, you go downstairs in the morning to grab the shirt out of the dryer, and then it's not dry. And then you have to wear a wet shirt to work. Oh, no. Sucks. Oh, no. I'd rather wear a stinky shirt than a wet shirt. <laughs> so that's where we're at. The, the, the duality of man. <laughs> The, you have the stinky shirt man and the wet shirt man. Which one? Indeed. You, which You're, one are you, Spencer? There are only two types of people in this the, world. Ah, uh, yes, the two genders: <laughs> stinky shirt and wet shirt. Yeah, my pronouns are stinky slash shirt. <laughs> uh, okay. Anyway, so um, Fog Gardens. Uh, yeah. Pretty pretty good album. Yeah. Uh, you know the the back half of the album, Super Stadium Rocky, which is fine, but just fine. a lot of soloing over yeah. like GNR type riffs, and that's yeah, well, yeah. 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 Um, I say like um, this has got to be, it's got to be in the arcade at Buckethead Land. This has to be on the playlist for the arcade of Buckethead Land, just because of the type of music that it is. You get those mm-hmm. really simple stadium rockers, and you get the like funky shreddy stuff, mm-hmm. both of which I feel like are a soundtrack to video games or amusements. Okay, interesting. I, I thought it was uh, more of like a uh, concession type music. Okay, You're like I could see somebody making kettle corn to this. Okay, for sure. So, so what I thought uh, is it goes to like an ice cream stand, right? Uh, but mm-hmm. they sell... Like, uh, you know, the ice cream cones, uh, drumsticks. Yeah. That, but they're shaped like chicken drumsticks. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah. That'd be tasty. Yeah. That'd be what, cool. what if they were shaped like the drumsticks, like actual drumsticks? Uh, that, I mean, it'd be hard to form ice cream in, into that. Like, like Vic Firth, you know, yeah, yeah. like BAs yeah. or whatever. What, what's a drumstick size? Like eight, five A or yeah, something. Something eight, I don't care. eight. There's a B8. No, it's a Sabian. That's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking of a Sabian B8, that fucking ride that like every goddamn drummer in a shitty death metal band has. Yeah, or shitty black metal too. Like uh, the Sabian B8 has. Is is that the one with a big bell that just is annoying? Yeah, and it's like really big. And it's like the the thing about the Sabian B8s is like they're ubiquitous and they're also like indestructible, and so it's very cheap. Yeah, so you see those in a lot of shitty bands. Pretty good. I remember watching this black metal band, local black metal band once, and their drummer was playing a kid that he had all the Sabian, cheap Sabian Mm. symbols. Oh, yeah. I was watching them, and at one point during the show, somebody grabbed one of those big trash cans, you know, that they use at shows, and put put it on the vocalist, and then he continued (laughs) playing the show while he was in the trash can. That's... Pretty fucking cult. It was so cult. It that's, was that's, that's it was extremely cult. Like, yeah, yeah. The only thing that could be more black metal than that is like being in a toilet. I think. Yeah. Or I was actually <laughs> gonna say if they like bullied him and picked him up and put him in the trash can, that would be the most black metal thing because <laughs> everyone who listens to black metal has been bullied. Yeah, that's uh, true. That's how you get to black metal. <laughs> Especially NSBM. Like. Oh, yeah. That's that's like you were bullied a lot, and yeah. you're also simultaneously really into Baldur's Gate. Yeah. And then like I was bullied by the Inferiors. Yeah, like. yeah. And then it then yeah then it becomes very quickly problematic. Ah, oh, speaking of problematic, oh, we got to talk really quick. The fucking Instagram removed a post that I made that was literally just a screenshot of a 
Twitter exchange between a guy and Varg Vickerness. Mm. And this guy was like, Varg, are you aware of Bofa? And he said, no, what's that? And he said, Bofa D's nuts. Which is objectively <laughs> fucking hilarious. It's objectively amazing. Like, yeah. Varg Vickerness needs to be D's nuts at all possible occasions. Yeah, like, like he's, constantly. He's dumb, and he needs to be trolled. Yeah, and so I posted that screenshot on Instagram, and they removed it citing hate speech or support for hate organizations and well, i was I like mean, yeah. i was like i agree that Varg vickerness content should be removed but also Getting this is both of these nuts thing? yeah but he got these nuts yeah which is like an honorable thing to do truly to truly like yeah the person the person who did that will die and live on in stovocore oh uh, 100%. yeah no he is a brother of the hall. Yes. Uh, 100%. He, he does not have to leave the hall. No, Even no. Even if he's not into metal. He yeah. Can, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, like, yeah. For, for sure. These nuts, like, yeah, we should... Yeah. Culturally, we need to these nuts Burzum. <laughs> yeah, for, and Burzum fans, too. Yeah. Let, yeah. Let's just, like... Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, I should just make a shirt that says, like, <laughs> teabag Burzum. <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah. yeah. I, I like that a lot. Um... <laughs> Uh, anyways, we also listened to Pike 152. Carnival Cutouts, uh, released on July 3rd, 2015, just six days after Fog Gardens. Six fucking days. Six fucking days. This there one's cut into three tracks. Mm-hmm. The first one is the titular track. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's pretty pretty cool. It's uh, we, yeah. got, we got some heavy electronic drums on this now. We do, yeah. A lot of that, like... That clap snare, a lot yeah, more the, of that the clap big, snare. super like heavily modded wet snare. It's definitely a wet wet snare. It's yeah. definitely a wet snare. That's the, that's what yeah. I was thinking when I was listening to it. Yeah, one hundred percent. It's uh, it's pretty cool though. It's a heavily yeah. modded guitar with some really tight electronic drums. Uh, lots of shredding with some kind of big fun riffs in between. Agreed. Very yeah. just very buckethead on every level, uh, including a ton of kill switch use. But he's using it way better than he was in the previous, like the very first few pikes, mm-hmm. where he's just you know kind of hitting it randomly. He's actually like doing a lot more melodies with the kill switch now. I agree. I, I really liked the uh, the kill switch work on this particular rec- record. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the shredding is really cool on here too. That being said, though, towards the middle of the album, I started to think like this could be so many other Buckethead albums. <laughs> like I, yeah. if if randomly asked mm-hmm. what pike is this i'd be like right (laughs) right especially Um, i mean yeah the first and last songs are two like very long uh effects heavy yeah funky alt rockers yeah which is a way i can explain roughly half of the music on all of the pikes i'd say yes in one way um, or another. Which isn't to say that that's bad. I mean, yeah. that's Buckethead's thing. That's yeah. his, uh, you know, his claim to fame. Right, and especially if he's releasing an album uh, this week, one every five or six days. Yeah. Like, you know, you're going to retread some of the same footpaths. You're going to go back to the well. You, you're going to draw some more water from the same bucket. Oh. <laughs> Let's hope it's not a, a leaky pail or whatever. It's not a pike. <laughs> Be, I have no idea. I don't Sounds think like it is. It it's, might be one. Maybe it's a song. Um, I don't know. Actually, so my favorite song in this uh, album, only three tracks, was the shortest middle song. Yeah. Uh, Water Balloon Filling Station. Yeah. It's a Wait, great song title. Yeah, it really is. And also, I actually think that could be, it could be a soundtrack for a Water Balloon Filling Station. You think so? 
I think like do you think cool. there's a like a water balloon fight area? Yeah, but that's got to make a lot of a mess though. Yeah, like, why yeah. would they want to do that? Yeah, I, I think so. But what I think they do is like everyone comes like dressed in white, and each team has like a different color of water. Wow. Right? Yeah, okay. and then they just this get all messy. Get but messy they, by the end, you're just brown. <laughs> Because all the colors can mix together. Or because you shit your pants. <laughs> or because you shit your pants, yeah. If you that's shit white pants, it yeah, gets all brown. Yeah. It gets brown town. Or if you fill a water b- balloon with your fucking sloppy diarrhea. Because <laughs> <laughs> this isn't a tool show, Brit. <laughs> Come on. What do you I mean, it's yeah, disgusting. You, you can bring a tool show anywhere as long as you have diarrhea, Spencer. <laughs> that's... Oh, inside oh, each of us oh, is shit. I I ate some Taco Bell last night and got the mobile tool show. <laughs> nice. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, it is. It's it is good. good. To do. Yeah, I, I I agree. Everything Brit said. <laughs> yeah, Pike um, one fifty three. Uh, no, 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 no. So it could it could go to a water balloon filling station. Yeah, but where I actually think it goes is um, it's it's. A very robotic album. He does yeah. a lot of robotic stuff on here. Yeah, I could definitely like picture him like doing nunchucks and playing guitar at the same or, time yeah, while playing the robot. Songs. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, or doing the robot. So I, I think this uh, actually goes in like a kind of Hall of Presidents. Oh, a Hall of Buckets. Yeah, but uh, each one of the presidents, instead of being a president, is just like one of his favorite guitarists mm-hmm. shredding hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow, and then like maybe some like some of his favorite horror movie characters like swinging axes and shit. That's pretty. Tight. People are shredding. Yeah, it'd be cool to see like a wax museum of of like the shit that I'm into. So like I don't know, like Steve Vai getting like disemboweled by Freddy Krueger or something. <laughs> like that'd be tight. I, I yeah. would like that. That's yeah. just for me, you know. Yeah. Or like Crash Bandicoot. Fucking Spyro. Oh, yeah. Like, that would be, you, but like life size? Yeah. That would be tight. If they had that, uh, you'd turn it from a wax museum to a wax off museum. Am I right? <laughs> oh, oh. Hey. Hey. Bucket jokes are leaking. Bucket joke. <laughs> they always are. That's, that's my life now. My life is a bucket joke, Spencer. Yeah, it is. Uh, <laughs> Pike 153 Whisper Track released on July 8th, just five days after Carnival Cutouts. Heck yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this one split into four tracks. Yes, indeed. Once again, first track, titular track, as it was on the last two albums. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing I noticed immediately, mm-hmm. and I actually uh, was really curious about this, so I checked it out on his band camp as well. Mm-hmm. The production on this album is significantly quieter than the previous two albums. Significant. Interesting, like the mastering volume. Yes, a hundred. I didn't notice with how I was listening to it. No, but that's that's interesting to note. Huh. Yeah, yeah, and I, I I don't know why. I'd say like maybe it just wasn't mastered, or that, like, that could be it. Yeah, I mean yeah. it was, but it was significantly more quiet. Like I had to, like it, my my music was pretty loud, and uh, for the first two albums, but then for one fifty three, I actually had to turn up my speakers and volume. And I'm like, what really? Hmm. Um, but yeah, significantly more quiet. Um, but I think a big part of that too, maybe is most of the drums on the previous two albums were electronic mm-hmm. or very heavily sampled. And That's this true, one yeah. has yeah. definitely much more like just program drums. Yeah. 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 
Um, I thought this one was okay. Like this one was pretty good. There, there were like some more moments of like clean-ish guitar and some moments of melody. Yeah. Like I think that this this one starts off really strong. Like the mm-hmm. first song is really good. It's really strong, and it. I don't. I don't think it necessarily stays that strong. It's a little bit more uneven as it goes, but. Mm-hmm. Um, Overall, not bad. Uh, yeah. A little bit more diverse than the previous two, but still like treading kind of the same sort of ground. So uh, I think the real standout track in here, I, I, I would agree, like the second half of the album kind mm-hmm. of lacks compared to the first one. Mm-hmm. Kind of like um, uh, Fog Gardens, like the yeah. first album we listened to this week. Um, yeah, it definitely, first two tracks are the better two. Second two tracks are a little bit weaker. The second track, though, even though it's mostly a shred track, mm-hmm. he goes fucking hard. There's a ton of cool guitar tricks in here, including some a lot of cool tapping and nubbing. He does some yeah, sweeps yeah. in this. Yeah, he definitely does some and cool a lot of like picking. cool kill switch stuff and tapping yeah. and yeah, like, yeah. it's like, it's pretty neat. Yeah, I, I would definitely recommend like the first two minutes of that song. He does like a guitar clinic. Yeah, it's it's pretty shred. Yeah, yeah. some really cool shred, and it's cool to to like hear him shred. You know, because oh, yeah. like the the Pikes we've been listening to lately been like coming from a lot of different places, but not yeah. a ton of shred recently. Yeah, yeah. This album so. is pretty pretty heavy shred though. Yeah. Uh, the second half of the album also gets back more into like the electronic drums, like mm-hmm. the previous two albums, yeah. which is fine. But we kind of just experienced all that, and I was kind of liking him switching it up with uh, the yeah. program drums, and so I was like, oh, it's kind of more of the same. And I'm wondering if maybe this is the point where people think he starts kind of doing a lot of the same thing. Because, you know, maybe uh, I read some places like once you get into the 100s, you know, it kind of starts to blend together. And I don't think that's necessarily been true. No, I don't think that's necessarily been true either. Like down down in the bayou like stands out to me like those those two were those two were really cool Mm. and good. Those were really good records. And and I think some of the strongest pikes, honestly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I, I think that yep. Buckethead still has some pretty amazing stuff in him. And, mm-hmm. like, I feel like in order to get to that, sometimes he has to make stuff like this. Yeah, 100%. You know? Yeah. And, like, I, I don't – I have not lost faith. I, I think that the, the Pikes are still going strong. So, Fair hell enough. yeah. Yeah. Uh, I thought this would be a good soundtrack to um, – I didn't know what these rides were called, so I had to look them up. But mm-hmm. uh, the Lupo Plains – what is it's that? like it's like the um it's one of the rides where it's like two compartments on either end of like this giant metal girder okay and it spins around like an axis okay yeah it's one of those okay an exciting ride tight and I, I love I, an exciting ride a ride that makes you barf I don't love barfing <laughs> yeah well I do I'm in a metaphiliac <laughs> oh so Okay, funny story. Um, it's a metaphiliac, right? Yeah. Uh, so that was the first thing I ever heard from you was a song called a metaphiliac. That was a, a DTRM that, song. That was yeah. That was a song that you made that's, with a previous a, guest, Scott Thorpe. A completely lost DTRM song. It is a lost song, unfortunately. Anymore. But like when I met Brit on a message board, a local Alaskan music message board, and when he posted with like you know the music projects or whatever one of them was danny tanner's rainbow militia mm-hmm. which i checked out and on their myspace page the first song i heard was a metaphiliac and it was a song about a guy that was could only get hard you know 
He was a uh, barfing or getting barfed on or yeah, whatever. Getting puked on. Well, it was a. It was based on a. Um, God, there was some British magazine that that Scott got a copy of. It might have been Vice, like early early Vice magazine. Huh. Um, but I didn't know Vice had a magazine. I I don't remember if it was Vice or not. But anyway. Uh, it was like a, a magazine from the early 2000s that was kind of Wired. Like a weird shock magazine that you was only from Britain and you couldn't like get it in the United States unless you got it like, you know, some weird place. So okay. he got a copy of this and there was an article in there about a guy who was in a metaphiliac and like he nice. talks about like paying a prostitute, like getting in a tub and paying a sex worker to like puke on him. It's awesome. Pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Hope he tipped well. Uh, he, I, I do too. Like, I yeah. mean, that's, that's a lot to ask. And like, unless like that's your sex work specialty, like that's a lot to ask someone. To just that's, that's some really niche speciality. Yeah. If you're going to specialize in that. Right, I mean, like right. not to say that there's not a market, but yeah. Right. It's still pretty niche. I mean, it's, it's not like super niche, like ask for like water sports or anything like that, but like puke is pretty, pretty weird. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, that's how I met Brit. Anyways. <laughs> yep, we met through a puke fetish. You're welcome. Um, uh, let's uh, go on a journey, Brit. Where to, Spencer? Bucket void. Bucket void. Statements from the bucket void. Bucket void. Oh, my God. Here. Yeah, that was so good. Um, we're at the part of the show where we like to, you know, shine a light into some of the filthier parts of the world. And by Filthy. filthier, I mean fucking YouTube. YouTube's gross. It's dirty. It's terrible. It's filled with garbage and heresy. Yucky. Um, we hate to see it, but we love to see it because it provides us with, you know, entertainment or something, something approximating that. Speaking of uh, something approximating entertainment, William Hoggum says one I like that name. Yeah. Hoggum. Hoggum says one year ago, I moved nine months ago, found bucket four months ago. The couple of neighbors I have wouldn't car to listen. So I have several friends back in Milwaukee. They haven't listened to anything. No longer am telling. There's no lyrics. It seems to scar them away, but they're not want to be. Guitar player like me. Yep. Pretty good. So was this written by like Frankenstein? <laughs> Buckethead, good! <laughs> me play guitar! Friends not understand! <laughs> Friends not understand Bucket! Fire bad! <laughs> <laughs> what the f- I don't know. I like the writing style. They're not want to be guitar player like me. Like he they mentioned, are not want. Yeah, he mentions Milwaukee, so he's definitely like an English speaking person. Like yeah. probably. I mean, I mean, you can't know for sure, right? You, you know, always have English English as a second Wisconsin language. Wisconsin public schools. <laughs> uh, uh, 
they got cheese for brains up there. The um, curds specifically. Cur- yeah, that, yeah. that wet cheese. Mm-hmm. Big bag of wet cheese. Speaking of wet cheese, like <laughs> there's a fucking girl that I used to work with um, who I would describe as wet cheese as a personality. Wow. Um, that's it not good. <laughs> no, she fucking sucked. But anyways, a f- another friend of mine and I, we like... Um, she she definitely chose the stinky shirt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she was very stinky. <laughs> um, but no, she like got a job working at a cheese stand at Fred Meyer like, <laughs> afterward. And she would like post these fucking pictures of herself like looking all shitty like by the cheese and then be like hashtag curd nerd. And <laughs> so cursed. She sucks. Yikes. Yikes. Hate to see it. Uh, speaking of hate to see it, Lynn Jacobson says seven months ago, thank you, Buckethead, for putting your work out here for us all. Every minute you're on my speakers makes my life so fluid, interesting, ambrosial, lively, and can never thank you enough. So grateful. Appreciate all your talent and diversity. Yeah, that's a nice positive comment. I really like the use of ambrosial. Yeah, all caps. That's a do. great word. All caps. Ambrosial, all caps. I have it's never like... even thought about <laughs> I, I, I I use yeah. ambrosia every now and again, but ambrosial fucks. Uh, I appreciate that flex. Weird flex, but it's no, okay. No, it's a weird flex. It's like, <laughs> that's something you say, like, quite ambrosial, and then, like, fix your ascot. Like, yeah, yeah, that's, that's an true. ascot yeah, of a yeah, fucking yeah. word, dude. It is an ascot of a word. Uh, yeah, I haven't seen that word in quite some time, mm-hmm. and I, seeing it, I was like, yeah, we yeah. appreciate that, Lynn Jacobson. Yeah. I mean, I said, no one, no one I, uses, like, Ambrose or Ambrosia anymore. I'm like, not sure what that means exactly. Um, like, it's a, it's like a delicacy. Yeah. Um, yeah. But what is it? I don't know. <laughs> like, I know it's a delicacy. Yeah. But I don't know. I think it's it like is. a dessert. I think it's, I think it's one of those things like Turkish delight or some shit. Oh, well, in that case, I love it. I love and, Turkish and, delight. And it's also, uh, I mean, have you ever listened to the band Ambrosia? My dad's really into them. It sounds like a band. It's, 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 it's a too. whole bunch of like session musicians and like session producers. Uh-huh. It's like basically like Asia light. <laughs> Nice, um, nice. Not not Asia, the Steely Dan album, ASIA, the band who has like dragons on all their shit. Who, uh, mm-hmm. you know, who is the uh, lead guitarist and vocalist for them now? Oh, I know this, but I forgot none it. None other, none other than the replacement Buckethead, Bumblefoot. Oh, he's doing vocals for yep. Asia. Yep, like the yeah the Asia the, the Asia the, from the eighties. Yeah. Oh fuck. And guitar. Yeah. Weird. Uh-huh. I think it's good for him. Yeah. I mean, that's uh, probably a good name? gig. Uh, Robin Thal or something like that, or I think that's his name. I don't remember. I don't know. Have you seen his fucking guitars, though? Have we talked about Bumblefoot's fucking guitars Are you ever? talking about the one that's shaped like a foot? Yeah. That's a cool guitar. It's not. It's not. It's <laughs> fucked up. It's weird. He has a foot fetish, right? He's, oh, clearly. He's the Quentin Tarantino of lead guitar. Oh, my God, he is. <laughs> wow. I mean, yeah, he's good. So a little overproduced. We, we, we need to just grab a screenshot of him playing the foot guitar, and it just says the Quentin Tarantino of guitar <laughs> or, or just, like, directed by Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's pretty good. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Bumblefoot. This is not a pro-Bumblefoot podcast. No, no. We're yeah. not necessarily anti-Bumblefoot, but we are not pro-Bumblefoot. Yeah, not pro-Bumblefoot. Um, Jose Barroso... Six years ago, maybe pro Bumblefoot. I'm not sure. Mm. Uh, he says, "Hi guys, all the pikes are fabulous. I'm more than forty years old and never buyed music online. 
I discovered Buckethead music few days ago, and I was in shock. No words to describe how I admire his work. First thing I did was listen to his music more and more and more. For the first time, I buy an album online. It was Pike Zero One. I intend to buy them all. The process is very, very easy and can download the album in MP3 high quality or even in FLAC. Yes, I choose Flack for to, to get the best quality. Cool. Price is very cheap, and for sure, Buckethead will appreciate all the support he can get. God bless. I mean, Flack is awesome, but on Bandcamp, you can also download, I think, and wave as well. You can, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I okay, two reasons I chose this comment. Firstly, mm-hmm. I am more than 40 years old. I just really like that yeah. that statement. That, well, yeah. For, for, before <laughs> I say anything, yes way, Jose. Yes way. Hell yeah. Uh, secondly, I, I appreciate a flax stand. I'm a Me flax too. stand. I stand flax. Flax cool. As we, we know, I'm, we, we, I'm an odd dog. <laughs> I'm a... Flack attack, odd dogs. Yeah. So, you know, it's a life. It's I'm, a, lifestyle. I'm a Darth Vorbis, if you will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your, your audio codec lifestyle determines your audio codec death style. Hell, hell yeah, dude. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> Uh, please play all music at my uh, funeral in lossless, please. Uh, verify all music played is in lossless quality. Please, thank you. I'm, I'm literally just going to play like a random playlist off Shazam for like... <laughs> For uh, for um, actually Ed Sharon. No, no, you don't. You know what I actually want? I want uh, Darude Sandstorm in a 128 kilobyte <laughs> MP3 played on repeat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it just sounds all fucking shitty. Uh, yeah, that's that's what I want. Yeah. Uh, I just appreciate Flack. Flack fucking rocks. Yeah. Um, hell yeah, we love to see it. Flack um, is beautiful. <laughs> Flack laps matter, baby. Oh fuck, <laughs> that's gonna get us kicked off Twitch. Um. Uh, okay. Ah, how do you feel about a serious one? Like, I Drop mean, it's it on not, me. I don't know. It, this like, isn't funny. What, I mean, as long as it's not like a huge bummer about like, it's not a huge bummer. It's just serious. Okay. As long as it's not like my dog died or anything. I, I think it's just, okay. Like, just here's the thing. It. It, it. It's a long comment. Rip off the band. But I kind of want to read it. It's, I don't know. I think it's an interesting thing to read on a Buckethead comment section. I've never seen a comment like this, which Mm -hmm. is why I want to draw attention to it. Four years ago, edited, Katie Marigold says, Mm -hmm. I just wish people would understand what it means to be transgender. Know that if you weren't yourself, you would do anything to become that which you desire and deserve. Why even live if I can't be me? Judgment becomes so stale and tiresome when those who judge harshly know nothing about me or what hell I went through. I dealt with some rough shit that molded me and beat me down. The most beautiful part was I got up and kept trying. Then I changed into what I wanted to be, a woman. No, I don't have ovaries or babies. That one hurts. But damn it all, I can adapt and prove to the world the love a trans woman, just a woman really, can give a child. Again, Maybe I wasn't born a woman, but I can take the steps to become as feminine as possible. I lifted weights and got huge. <laughs> but, sorry, that, that can't be that. Uh, okay, sorry. Uh, but every day I felt amiss and my depression worsened. I wanted to die until I realized after being clean for years, mind you, that being the woman I am inside was the only way I could be happy. I'm still me. I still jam Buckethead on my guitar. I improvise and write my songs. 
I work out emotional aggression and attack with words. If we can't see eye to eye, then we can't agree that, oh, sorry. If we can't see eye to eye, then can't we agree that we both feel things when Buckethead plays its beautiful melodies? That's it. Honestly, top, top statement from the Buckethead. Yeah, straight up. That was lovely. And uh, on on this podcast, uh, we believe trans women are women. Yeah. Trans men are men. Absolutely. Transphobia has no place anywhere in the world. No. And uh, fuck yeah. Yeah. There's a really interesting comment to see in a Buckethead comment section. That's why I drew attention to it. I've never seen anything like that. I I, I appreciate that you brought that to light. Yeah. Yeah. Because you never really see trans visibility at all. Yeah. Especially sort of queer visibility in the Buckethead world. Really in like any like super niche subculture, you know, which Buckethead is definitely a super niche subculture. I mean, depending on the subculture. I mean, there are some like exclusive, like, you know, like, uh, well, no, no, I, I, yeah, like computer programming. (laughs) It's like, yeah, 50% trans now. Um, yeah, so I don't know. I just thought I thought that was really interesting, and I, an interesting uh, thing that that person wanted to get out into the world. And yeah. I think that that's that's nice. I'm, I'm glad that you I, seem I to be in a good that. place about that. Hell yeah! So hell yeah! Good on you! Hell yeah! Love it. Um, the the B and LGBT stands for Buckethead. In case you <laughs> <laughs> that's not bisexual erasure or anything. No, but, uh, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> bisexual head. <Yeah>. Um, <laughs> Uh, six years ago, YouTube user Disembodied says, That good birthday present you gave me, Buckethead? And then four years later, <laughs> Shape Over Time responds, Disembodied, this this was released on your birthday? There's no follow-up response. Oh, really? No follow-up after four years? That's surprising. <laughs> I just love the distance in time. You know, it's like you see a comment from that long ago. You're like, yes, let's follow up with this person about this thing that was happening to them six years ago. They're going to they're gonna know. I mean, it's, it's not quite as good as a couple weeks ago. We had a comment where someone said something uh, about, oh, yeah. about like having <clears throat> Buckethead cook dinner for them. Uh-huh. And then like came sleeping and waking later. up. Came later. Came back two years later and says, no homo. <laughs> and, and, and like, there was nothing at all, even mildly homoerotic about the initial statement. So, I was, uh, what? 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 Yeah. What? Yep. Uh, <clears throat> YouTube user Alan Ladd says six years ago. He's a good lad. Yeah. This would have been 2015. So right around the time the spike came out. He says, I'm not overly enthusiastic in B-Head's new musical direction. <laughs> but the way he typed B-Head is B apostrophe head colon S. Behead. <laughs> Behead. <laughs> okay. Um, whoa. Uh, yeah, I mean, given these three albums i hope it doesn't continue exactly like this and you know in i think like 20 or so pikes from now we uh, finally get to the um 31 days of of halloween which i know is going to be significantly different from this but yeah i hope yeah. for the next 20 pikes we don't you know we have some diversity yeah. i always hope for diversity hell yeah yeah yes yeah. especially you know going down this road being forced to listen to this music been a long road. It has. It has been a long road so far. <laughs> it has. And it you has. Know what? And you know what? Unlike uh, Star Trek Enterprise, we are going to finish this. 
Okay? We're going to finish all over these pipes. You know, we are, yeah. we are going through a temporal war right now, just like in Enterprise. But eventually, yes, once yeah. we're done with this plot line, mm-hmm. we will actually resolve this in a meaningful way. Yeah. We're going to do it. Star Trek Voyager. Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, speaking of a long road, YouTube user Great one says six years ago, I don't know. I mean, I used to like Buckethead a lot, and I still do, but I simply can't keep up with this much material. It, mm. It's like he wants people to have random flavors he is feeling every week. I mean, Pike started in 2012. It's 2015, and there are 152. If you divide that by 36 months, that's an average of 4.2 albums a month. It just doesn't feel special anymore to wait for a new Buckethead album to come out. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's the point, though. Flavor of the week rather than flavor of the year. I'd say fever for the flavor, personally. Fever for the flavor. Uh, So, actually, going back to his name, Mm -hmm. I I think it's instead of Yarb Great One, I think it's supposed to be like a pirate. Like, Yarby Great One. (laughs) You, you might be right. I th- uh, Actually, I, I yeah. think, think yeah. your might be right. Um, <laughs> but uh, I like the idea of you know complaining about how many albums Buckethead out has uh, back then because now he's like almost doubled that. Yeah, and yeah. It's, it's weird to be like I don't like the musical direction he's going because like he's releasing four albums a month and I only like one of them. Why, why don't you just like? listen to that one then no exactly right it's like, like why 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 are you going to be pissed about like him releasing so many albums when like your your next favorite artist releases one album every four years mm-hmm. you know like you're actually going to be mad that like buckethead's only putting out you know uh 60 good uh minutes of material mm-hmm. every year it's like going to okay we mm-hmm. mentioned fucking uh cinerama popcorn the other day yeah it's like going to Cinerama and getting the, the mix of the chocolate and the regular popcorn and then mm. being like upset that you didn't have enough of both of those separately. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, you're like, uh, I like both of these, but uh, not enough. And it, or it's like, it's like that kind of shit. You mm. know, it's like, um, or getting like a, a roll of Starburst and then being upset that there's only like, you know, a few of the cherry ones because you really like those, it's right? Like, but you, but you kind of know what you're gonna get in right? pa- if you yeah. buy a pack of Starburst. But exactly, yeah, I, I think that the thing is like people are expecting extremely consistent quality and diversity mm-hmm. out of this breadth of material, and I'm like, no, like if you really want to find the good stuff and what you like, you're gonna have to wade through all this material, yeah, because he's putting out so much. I mean. You know, the same with like, you know, if you like uh, Stephen King's writing. Yeah, he puts out bad books, but he puts out a fucking ton of books. So some so of them many are books, pretty good. Yeah. Some of them are pretty good. And so like you got to like, you got to want to read and, you know, know when something's not for you. Yeah. And that's it. You know, like if, if we weren't forced to listen to all these all the way through, there are some I'd be like, I see where this is going and turn it off five minutes through. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's not the case and we are forced to listen to all these so <laughs> that's true so yeah, i that will is true, stick yeah. with it yeah, but you same. know if if you think it's not for you just stop listening yeah that's you know, true if you're a casual listener that's what music's all about is enjoying yourself not like Indeed. not being like uh, i don't know if i like this and then after a whole half an hour is up like complaining like what the fuck you, you know doing? it's it's not a golden corral bathroom there is not you're not being forced by peer pressure from the the abbott brothers 
to snort another fucking line before you go back and get in the line to get more gravy. Yeah. Like, this is not, you know. Well, at, at this point, it's uh, just the ghosts of the Abbott brothers uh-huh. that, ma- that yeah. make you do key bumps. In, yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. like. True. Well, well, you're in line for the carving station. Right. Yeah. Right. You're like. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I imagine the um, the Abbott's key for key bumps was like the size of uh, it was it was a, one of those the, Ford the, van keys. Uh, no, I was gonna say it was like uh, Ford Econoline uh, vans on uh, um, uh, Magic Hearts. You know, his giant key sword. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Kingdom Hearts, yeah, yeah Kingdom Hearts, uh, Sora yeah. from Kingdom yeah, Hearts, yeah, yeah. his keyblade. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh wow, just the idea of like of fucking Dimebag Daryl Abbott snorting coke off of a keyblade is a really. An, an amazing image, R- mental R- image. R.I.P. 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 Brothers. R.I.P. You're doing, uh, doing rails up in the big Golden Corral men's restroom <laughs> handicap stall in the sky. We're never going to stop talking about that until you all think it's as funny as we do. Yeah, it is. It is the funniest inside joke. So just get with it. Yeah. Get with it, all right? We're just going to wrap things up mm-hmm. now uh, with a statement. From the Britain Void. And oh. you're not going to play the song. No, you're Stay! not. No, 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 no. You, you, you gave up. You gave that up. You gave that up. You know? I'm like, still going to edit it no, in. Still editing it. No, no. Guess who edits the podcast? Fuck. <laughs> you know, like, I'm going to hack into your computer. And I don't want to do that. I want to see what's on your computer. Ugh. Yeah, you do. Too much filth. No, no, just the right amount of no, filth. No, there's definitely too much. I know you. No, no just yeah. the right amount. Perfect. Ratio of filth to non filth. For you, maybe. For any other person, too much filth. Uh, okay. Uh, that's that's why they call me Danny Filth Jr. <laughs> Dan, it's Daniel Filth. Oh, okay, sorry, get, sorry. It, get it right. Yeah. Um, May 18th, 2019, uh, you texted me and just <laughs> 8.05 p.m. said, I'm going to go watch a Sammy Hagar tribute band at a ribs restaurant in Kirkland. Living my best fucking life up in this. Yeah, that was really cool. Unfortunately, the Sammy Hagar band uh, wasn't there. It was another band that was like the same guys, but they just did like, uh, I mean, general rock and classic rock covers. So everything from, um, let's see, I think the most modern song they played was that Franz Ferdinand song. Oh, Take that, Me Out? That's the one. Yeah. yeah. Um, wow. And the the oldest song they played was probably, they played some Led Zeppelin and stuff. So ah. Uh, ever everything in bet- in between, like you know the the early seventies up until like the <laughs> early two thousands. Nice, nice, nice. No, so a, a wide swath of molester music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The thing is, my uh, my buddy, um, whose name I totally am spacing on, <laughs> uh, he was uh, managing the Ribs restaurant, and I knew him. He was a regular customer in my old work, and so he's like, "Yeah, you should come in. I'll uh, comp you a meal or whatever." And so mm-hmm. I went. Nice. Got got some uh, free uh, fish and chips basket that was really good, and then got nice. super smashed. Nice. Just super smash bros. Yeah. That's what I was, just one. Love super that. smash brother. Because I do have a brother. So <laughs> you do, yeah. I was a super smashed brother. Yeah, you were just that one. Yeah. Just single, uh-huh. super smashed person. That tracks. Yeah. Anyways. Oh, we have some voicemails. We do. We do. Let's listen to some voicemails. Uh, we're going to play this. I haven't listened to any of these. I read the transcripts, though, mm-hmm. but I haven't actually listened to them. Uh, let's listen to this one. Hey, this is Jason from California. Sup. Talking over Downgarden Boater, Bad Motorfinger. Sup. <laughs> going to pick up my son, who's nine years old. 
Awesome. I don't think he likes Buckethead. (laughs) Bummer. Uh, I might disown him. Do it. (laughs) Anyway, my favorite thing about Buckethead is he likes Michael Jackson. He does. He does, yeah. I like Michael Jackson. All right. All right. He he. Cool. (laughs) Yeah. I love you. Love you too, dog. Appreciate that. Appreciate you. Rock and roll. Michael Jackson. There is a very, very talented person. Yeah. Who I just don't know what to think about. Yeah, his pronouns are he slash he. Okay. On Instagram, that's a real yeah, thing. That is, I see. That is, that. yeah. So I um, not I just don't know how to think about Michael <laughs> yeah. Jackson. Yeah. Uh, I feel feel bad for the fella. Yeah. At the same time, I I mean, there's questions about what he may or may not have done that could or could not be incredibly despicable. Yeah. It's so, it's so ambiguous after all this time still. Which it is. is like, I mean, even with the, like the new allegations that are like, I mean, <clears> pretty <throat> well vetted and stuff. It's still like, there's so many question marks. And the thing is like, I, I, I tend to, unless I have proof to the contrary, I tend to believe victims. And so yeah. I haven't listened to Michael Jackson in a while. Mm. And I'm actually one of those people where I straight up, don't listen to toxic artists like at yeah, all. Me like either. I haven't, yeah. I haven't listened to like David Bowie in quite a while, like a year or two, probably, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, it's David Bowie. I love David Bowie. Yeah. Or David Bowie's music rather, but Hell it's yeah. like, I'm not going to support that. Even though he's dead. Yeah. Yeah. It's we, hard. It's, yeah. it's hard. It's yeah. hard. You know, that's what I'm saying. It's hard like, like Dwight uh, D. Eisenhower's rigor mortis cock, dude. Big old, I mean, <laughs> he's been dead for 52 years, but. Was that the dude with the, the huge dong or was that? Uh, no, you're thinking of, no. I mean, the, I think Lyndon Johnson. Lyndon, Lyndon Baines Johnson. That's yeah. the reason they call it a fat Johnson or oh. a big Johnson. Wow. It's because he had a fucking just baby arm of a And he was like, he wanted to show dick. it to people too. He did. Yeah. Well, he did it to like big, to literally <clears throat> big dick other people. Like yeah. in order to like kind of intimidate them and like make them uncomfortable, he used to just whip out his massive hog, which is, That's, I mean, it, it's I mean, if you, move. if you got it, I, no, I don't, don't. know. Uh, no, yeah, don't. I, I if was, you got yeah, it, keep, you know, I stopped, no, if you gotta, I stopped don't that for a reason. Like, yeah. Like you can have big dick energy without publicly displaying your big dick. In fact, I feel like that's the opposite of big dick energy. Mm-hmm. I mean, like the person we know with the largest physical penis <laughs> has is the, the worst person and has the least big dick <clears throat> energy yeah. of perhaps anyone I've ever met. But they have Extremely an small enormous dick energy, yeah. fucking giant scary penis such a huge such a frightening penis like nine inches flaccid it's, it's awful it's it's like yeah truly mind boggling speaking of penises, speaking of penises let's listen to this other voicemail all right can i get a booty pic with your panties on and one without them on can i also get three different pictures of your booty in any position yeah uh-huh. also can i get just a normal pic of your pussy from the front <laughs> yes. and one where it's spread a bit open uh-huh can I get a picture of you fingering yourself? Uh-huh. Two uh-huh. of them. Can yeah. I get a picture of you doing a kissing face, uh-huh. but also with your boobs in it? Yeah. Ooh, okay. yeah. Can I also get a pic of your pussy and ass from behind in one shot? Yeah. Uh-huh. Can I also get a pic of your full frontal body, yeah. just bra and panties? No, yes. no, no. What? No. No, no? bra panties. No bra panties. Okay. So everything but the last one. All right. No full body pic, bra panties. Okay. Everything else. Yeah. 
Okay. Everything else times two even, but okay. no full frontal brawn panties opposed <laughs> to that. Buckethead would not approve. Yeah, yeah, no. Buckethead but, yeah. would be like, uh-uh, 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 you know? Yeah, probably uh, something like that. Yeah, with uh, the karate moves. Uh-uh. Anyways, that's all we got. Killer. If you want to call us and leave us a voicemail, you can do that. Uh, the voicemail number is 425-310-2416. Wow. Thanks for knowing that. I didn't know. Statements from the Bucket What do you got to recommend this week, Spencer Hodge? Okay. Um, this week, I have to recommend something that oh, so many people recommended last year. It's probably the most talked about video game of last year, but I'm just getting around to playing it. Um, Hades is a game. It's a video game. It's really fucking good. It's a crazy good game. I played a little bit of it on PC when it came out, um, but it only came out on Nintendo Switch and PC when it came out last year, Mm -hmm. and I will never buy a Nintendo console. So I played a little bit of it on PC, and then it came out on PS5 recently, so I picked it up, and I've been playing a bunch of it on there, and it's been really good. Cool. Yeah, it's a damn good game. Um, Why won't you ever buy a Nintendo console? They're just not for me. Okay. Yeah, uh, they're they're focused on things that I am not interested in when I am looking for video games to play. Fair enough. They are they are heavily concentrated on accessibility, and I mean just general gameplay and well, re- I'm not replayability. I I don't really have any criticisms of their first party content. I mean, I think their mm-hmm. games are are fine and great, yeah. and like I would play their games if they came to other platforms. Mm-hmm. My main issue is with their hardware. Their hardware is always like when it comes out, it's always like a like three or four years behind where everybody's at. And then they iterate on it for so long. Like the Nintendo switch, when it came out in 2017 was significantly behind the tech at the time. And now it's what four years later. And it's still like, it's, it's like a dinosaur by this point. Yeah. And it's like, I don't know. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. It's just like, I mean, when I'm interested in video games, like I wanted to be pushing the envelope of the tech that is like, around at the time you know right and, and like I mean, i'm interested in being on that edge right in the same time like a lot of people use this argument when it came to like early cell phones like early samsung versus like early apple the samsung's were way more powerful you know stuff has become a lot more even since then but you know the thing is like accessibility ease of use sure no yeah. and, and like all i'm saying is like i'm not interested in buying something that is old when it comes out. Like, I'm just not interested in that. Like, yeah. it's not for me. Yeah. So I mean, there, there, I think there is still a lot to be said about like, you know, the being able to have your games fucking portable. All of oh them. yeah. I, awesome. I would agree. Yeah. yeah. That is awesome. Like yeah. portability is rad. Mm. Uh, but like the things like my criticisms with it is like, it's a 720p screen. Like mm. that's, that's cool. But like, that's not impressive. You yeah. know, but you can, but counterpoint, you can play all of your games while taking a fat shit. And totally. uh, unlike a, a tool fan on your couch. <laughs> um, yeah. They get the plastic on there. Yeah. Like just hose it off. Yeah. No, maybe that, that was a little harsh. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't have anything against Nintendo. It's just like they, they would have to do something pretty dramatic to get me interested in buying any mm-hmm. of their hardware. You know, um, and I I gotta say like, uh, the Wii and the Wii U, I think were almost fundamentally different just based on their control systems. 
Yeah, like, like the sure. Wii when that came out, like it was uh, really cool. It yeah. was really cool, but it, it was also old at the time. It was like a PS2 when it came yeah. out, and then it came out after the 360 was out. Yeah, at the same time, you know, a yeah. lot of stuff they released on there just because of like the functionality of it was just light years better than anything being released on like the PS2 at the it time. It was like, more exciting. Like Super Mario Galaxy, like they took that hardware and they ran with it and made it perfect. Like they made it look like a class A game on a better system. And you know, there there's something to be said for that and really like where Nintendo shines more than anything is their first party titles. Yeah. Are their first party exclusives are all Phenomenal. Eh, I wouldn't say they're all phenomenal, I mean, but like they're they're every, everything. They with, have a high degree of quality. Everything with Mario and Zelda in it is phenomenal. No, not everything. You're gonna tell me like Mario fucking tennis is phenomenal, like, dude. Mario tennis. The most recent one, people don't like that game. Uh, the original Mario tennis fucks. Yeah, I'm not saying that. Yeah, okay. I'm, I have not. I'm just I've saying not like not everything. Years. Not everything. And, yeah, there were a couple Mario parties that were like. Oh, dude, Mario Party release? sucks. Mario Party sucks. No, lots of Mario parties rule. Did you not rule? Have you all the Mario N64 Party Mario is the parties? Most unfun game fuck. of all time. Oh, it is the, the most unfun that's game. That's because ever. you lose at everything and you're mad. Well, no, no, no. But no, no. Mario Party is designed to be completely RNG. There's no way to be good at the game. It is yeah. completely RNG. You will get fucked for no reason. Yeah. And it's, it's not fun. It's a faster version of Monopoly. I was—I thought you were going to say fascist, and I was going to agree <laughs> with you. Fascist Monopoly. Yes. Monopoly is already fascist. Yeah, they, it's, you, you want to make it it's more a corporate fascist? fascist, fascist it, like, you, it becomes fucking uh, Mario Party. That's some fascist ass shit. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, play Hades. It's a good game, especially when Waluigi starts talking about the final solution. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, he would. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Brit, what you got to recommend? Uh, more wrestling. Here we go. Okay. Um, I went to a local wrestling show last week. Uh, yeah. Was this a different one or like di- totally different one? Yeah. Like a different promotion. Yeah. Yeah. What? From, I, I went to the. How SOS, are there multiple like, a, wrestling like last month events or earlier this month that are local? How is there an I've, audience I've, for I've that? I've gone to three different ones recently, and all of them were packed. Like, wow, packed. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it, wrestling is cool. And like, okay. I mean, it's one of those things, it's like live music, like there's a big audience for it and each wrestler has their own fan base. Like there, there's a what? reason, there's a reason, uh, they called the era of 1980s WWE and WC or WWF and WCW wrestling rock and roll wrestling is okay. because that's what the culture kind of became. And that's when they started like selling a ton of wrestling merch and like, you know, Hulk Hogan was a legitimate fucking rock star. Before mm-hmm. he released his album, which fucks, and before Metallica asked him to play bass for them, <laughs> which is a lie he is told, and uh, it's wow. been confirmed that it's a huge lie. That rules. It if, does. if if Hulk Hogan had played bass for Metallica, I would, I would like Metallica. Maybe. I mean, I'm sure all of their albums would sound something like Injustice for All. <laughs> Because they just mix out the bass entirely. Yeah. Or or Saint Anger because it would be a non bassist playing bass. Yeah. Um, although I guess uh Hulk Wait. Hogan was actually in a band for a while as a bassist before he started wrestling. Mm. Yeah. So he's he's Wild. a bassist. He he has bassist energy. Do you think he's less clay pilled? Do you think he listens to uh, a lot of primus? Maybe. Imagine if his entrance music was a Primus song. Whoa. Imagine a wrestler whose entrance music <laughs> is a Primus song like, Oh, my God, are they playing Winona's Big Brown Beaver? 
That's his entrance music. Like, that's uh, that's fucked up. Yeah. yeah, that's dark. That is dark. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, it's good energy. Mm-hmm. Thanks for that. You're welcome. Uh, what was what's your recommendation? Oh yeah, so I'm recommending a <laughs> Defy wrestling promotion. Okay, check them out on YouTube if you're anywhere in uh, Seattle, California, or Oregon. They usually tour up and down the coast. Uh, they will have a show. Oh no. Well, after we release this, but uh, they have one in California sometime in October. Check out Defy. Uh, I went there for a show uh, because they were supposed to have, you know, a pretty big wrestler come in to work an indie match, which was really cool. But uh, unfortunately, the wrestler was injured. And so his tag team partner, who is John Moxley, one of the best known wrestlers in the world, showed up instead for an audience of like 400 people. And it was madness. He put okay. a guy through a plastic table, which I had never seen before. You know, you see people go through wood tables on wrestling all the time. Never seen it done with plastic. That was insane. Uh, it was it was just fabulous. Okay. I love wrestling. It's cooler than whatever you like. Get into <laughs> wrestling. Okay. All right. Wow, that's that's a strong pitch from Brit. Yeah. We love that. We love us. We love an impassioned plea to the audience i just did a promo for indie wrestling wow oh and the best thing was after he won does that the match, mean does that mean all the dudes like can't get laid because it's indie or whatever no nah, indie dudes get laid they just fuck ugly That's... girls <laughs> jesus christ um <laughs> whoa bucket jokes leaking <laughs> no the bucket facts are leaking <laughs> bucket facts. uh great yeah. Uh, we love that. Anyways, speaking of which, is it time for my favorite part of the show? I think it is. Ha 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 bucket joke. 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 Wow. I'm so ready for these bucket jokes. What do British rockers Oasis... And the Columbine <laughs> shooters have in common. I don't know. Well, both are well known for shooting up a little too much in the 90s. <laughs> We're definitely kicked off Twitch now. <laughs> What's the difference between Kevin Federline and a failing blacksmith? Uh, <laughs> deep cut, man. I don't know. Well, Kevin Federline is still able to get by on his Spears money. <laughs> that's pretty good. That's, that's, that's good. Good job. What does uh, Jimmy Page call the pair of binoculars next to his window? Oh, fuck. I don't want to know. The stair way to neighbors. <laughs> Whoa, that's, that's a reach, Fritz. Because <laughs> he's staring at his uh, underage I, I neighbors, their, their daughter, yeah. who's 15. Yeah, he's a creep. Uh, yeah. 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 Why was Tommy Lee known as just an average student in school? Uh, I don't know. Well, he only got a C in hepatitis. <laughs> Uh, that's amazing. Uh, what do Motley Crue 
and Maroon 5's Adam Levine's tattoo artist have in common? <laughs> this is a deep cut. Well, none of them should be let near a needle. <laughs> yeah, I love that Adam Levine has that Epiphone tattoo. It's like right here. It's like right under his like armpit. And it's just the headstock of an Epiphone Les Paul. Yeah. It's like, why would you, why would any person get that tattoo? Like, what are, what, what? He looks like he went into a tattoo parlor and was like, I want one of everything. And <laughs> yeah. they're like, what do you mean? They're like, it's I like, want one of everything. Cover me in tattoos, please. Yeah. Just all of these. These look lovely. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, all right. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then he a just week like, later, he had a thousand tattoos. Yeah. And he just like looked up guitar headstock online. He's like, yeah, that one. They're like, you sure you don't want like a Gibson? <laughs> uh, and he's like, no, that'll break off. A play authentic d- hashtag play authentic deep, deep bucket joke. <clears throat> um, what's the difference between red pandas and raccoons? Uh, I don't know. Well, Eric Clapton didn't say he wanted the red pandas out of England. <laughs> he said he wanted the coons out of England. <laughs> he did say that. He did. He did. He's on. He's on record. He is a racist piece of shit. Yep. Uh, What is Eric Clapton's most lucrative time of year? (laughs) I don't know. Well, the fall, of course. (laughs) Fuck. Oh, geez. That's Uh, a tears in heaven joke. You got to use that one on the thousand and one songs. Well, what's another... What's another name for a truck stop glory hole outside of Twin Falls, Idaho? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Well, pit stop for the Poison Reunion Tour. <laughs> Why is Sammy Hagar known as the Red Rocker? Oh, it's because his dick looks like a dog's dick, isn't it? Well, that's the color of his penis due to all the sores, yeah. <laughs> Speaking of Van Halen, uh, how are Van Halen bassist Michael Anthony's bass parts and Quest Love's drum parts similar? I don't know. Well, they both only play the roots. <laughs> We're going to close up. Surely on... Quest Love is on other songs. He's on a lot of other stuff. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's one of the most in demand. I was going to say, like, he plays on like a bunch of uh, shit. Yeah, I mean, they could have been a longer joke, like, and Quest Love's drum parts on the Jimmy Fallon show, but we don't uh, want to give Jimmy Fallon any credit. Yeah, yeah, we don't stand Jimmy Fallon no. here. Uh, we do stand Taxi starring Jimmy Fallon and Queen Latifah, however. That's true. Um, uh, I, I wish he would be Jimmy Fall off. Uh, we're going to close it out on this one. Uh, uh-huh. What did Janis Joplin and Mr. Hands have in common? Oh, no. Oh, no. Well, they both passed away due to too much horse. Speaking of beating a dead horse, this has been Britain. Uh, this has been Spencer. You've been listening to Getting Head, a bucket cast. Stay greasy, bucket heads. And namaste.